You're listening to The Ontos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories and the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Matt. And I'm Bod. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. Rated S for spoilers. Full-on Cosmere Implications. Full-on Cosmere spoiler, including up to the Lost Metal. We're going to be talking about what essentially happened from Chapter 26 to Chapter 34 of The Final Empire. And, you know, how it's kind of, uh, Brandon's hinted at a lot of what's happening in the Cosmere at this time. So, I'm going to go on to the one thing I really wanted to talk about. He really wants to talk about this. The ATM Geodes. So, this is big Lost Metal thing. So, you know, if you haven't read it, get out of here. One second, I think I forgot something. Get out. Get out. Get out. Okay. They're, <laughs> they're all they're all gone, Mac. I made sure of it. And before we get to that, please. Yep. Before you get out. <laughs> before you get out, please share our podcast with whoever you can. Uh, we really appreciate the listeners that have been, you know, sticking around with us so far. Um, and, you know, any kind of, if you follow us, that's great. If you give us a good rating, that's awesome. But sharing it is going to be the way that we would really, really like to help, you know, get some more people into this community. Yeah. And thank you for everyone who is here. We appreciate all the support. All right. So the big thing I want to talk about was the ATM crystals. So we learn in this part, and I forgot about this completely because I thought, I thought that the, you reached in and you would find like a little nug of ATM and you pull it out, but it's actually a crystal structure. Mm -hmm. And then the crystal structure forms the geode. Yep. And inside the geode is the ATM. Yeah, we get that in these chapters where we get the point of view of, like, I think Wayland is his name. It's just like a random Ska slave. And he, you know, we actually get to see him reach in, pull out the geode, and, and Kelsier's like, crack that geode open, and the ATM's going to be inside that. Right. And so Kelsier, you know, explains that the reason they can't use Alamansky to do it is because the crystals shatter, you know, with mm-hmm. Alamansky. Now, let's let's take the lazy you know, simpleton, brainlet, you know, take on this. Perhaps it's like that because Brandon needed an excuse for why they don't use Alamancers to get the ATM. Perhaps it's like that because he wanted to have the scars as a distinguishing feature for Kelsier so that he could spread his stuff and he needed an excuse for it. But the Chad way to look at this is that there must be (laughs) a Cosmere reason for how this comes up. So we know that the Pits of Hassan was created by preservation. Yes, it was created because he wanted to trap a bit of Ruin's power in the ATM. It was Ruin's body. Ruin's body, right. And, and it was one more step into preventing Ruin from like coming into the world or doing whatever he needed to do. That was the whole plot of Hero of Ages, was Ruin having to find the ATM so that he could finally come back and you know use, use all his power. Um, now... So we have the Pits of Hassan created by preservation, and it uses these crystals. Nowhere in the Cosmere do we see this type of crystal structure except with the ethers, which wasn't canon until the Lost Metal. And, well, not, it was uh, canon. Okay, there wasn't a canon story featuring it was them. It unpublished. It was, they, are, they are canon because they are mentioned in the Stormlight Archive. Um, <clears throat> I forgot who it's in one of the uh, epigraphs, the letters. They talk about how they're they're looking into the ethers or trying to find the power of the ethers. And actually, 
um, there's a point where uh, there's a short story where the Marais has his tailoring done and this lady is able to get a get some dust out of his coat. And he's like, oh, great. You know, and it turns out that was ether. Um, <clears throat> so. There's a big thing in the Lost Metal where they go um, that the ethers predated ad nauseum. And he was like, he's like, okay. Or he's like, no, it predated the shattering, not ad nauseum. And he's like, this is a very important fact in my religion. They did predate ad nauseum. Now, that was like just name dropped and it just took off. But I'm going to say that I'm willing to bet you that in the future it will be canon that they did predate on ad nauseum. How could that be possible? Well, here's how I think it could go down. So preservation is going to create the create the these uh, creates the pits of Hassan, which ends up being ruins perpendicularity. We already know that we those are those are four facts stated you know in secret history or hero of ages one of those. Yeah, and we learn from the lost metal at least to our understanding that it's the perpendicularity because it's just anywhere you have a a large sum of investiture, there could be a perpendicularity. Right now. What do these crystals do? These crystals essentially take investiture, and over a long time, they end up producing atium. In this case, they took ruined specific investiture, and you know, manifested it manifested the atium. So preservation must have put the crystal structures there, and he must have known that these crystal structures would be able to do that. What if? What if these crystal structures were related to the ethers? Because the ethers existed, and I don't know what the ethers are. All I know is that that rosite was a thing. They had these crystals that could form up to things that they willed based off of using investiture. But what if these ethers were the first like primordial um, sinks for investiture, and they were on some place, and investiture was just a thing in the universe, and they pulled in and created basically the first perpendicularity, which was stumbled upon one being of some sort. Who be eventually became out of nauseum because he took up all the investiture. oh he took up like all, oh everything okay. basically yeah. so it was like oh yeah they did predate out of nauseum because they were the ones that concentrated the investiture by their nature that this their crystal structures for some reason allowed investiture to become concentrated into the first perpendicularity. Um, that's only a theory I'm going with because we don't know anything. The pits of Hassan is unique. We don't, we've yeah. never seen a god metal show up like in in nature. The only other god metal that we know that like kind of maybe shows up in nature is harmonium, but we don't even see where that comes from. We just see it show up from the southern scadrians. Um, we also see rhizium rhizium show up, uh, but we don't know where that comes from. We guess probably braze somewhere in braze. Um, but it probably doesn't come in nuggets the way they do it, it, way ATM does, because it sounded like that, like it's like really, 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 really rare. Um, and then we also know of Bavididium or Trillium, um, and we don't know where that comes from either. So the only place we know where there's a concentrated, a, a, a god metal coming up in nature is through the pits of Hassan. So that's like my theory, just because we only hear about this here. Like we don't hear about it later on about, I don't think, in any of the other Mistborn novels that we hear about the pits fast in and how they work and all that other stuff. Other interesting thing is that it takes 300 years for them to come back. 
wouldn't that be the have been the end of era two would be 300 years yeah they still haven't come back yet do we know that i want to say it's been mentioned right at one point that people have checked well the condor is still hanging out there uh there so that was so that was a funny thing you you were asking earlier off when before we turned on the mic where it's like um did how did people not stumble into the perpendicularity and find their way in the shades more and you're like well it could have happened because there's so many people just die in there all the time yeah and because i was gonna mention it's like hoid in secret history gets really mad at kelsey like how could you destroy that like the one the what is it the well of ascension being in the lord ruler's palace he's like that's a lot harder to travel through than the pits were well he he wasn't mad but he said you you definitely ticked a lot of people off by doing that and destroyed a really good economy by the way he wasn't mad but he was just like mm, yeah that was a really annoying thing you did um but that's the thing that means that people would have been traveling through that perpendicularity and at first i was we were I, I was like how could they have a bunch of randos you know going in between the perpendicularities and then i was like oh well of course the chondra right there you know, yeah. so random people coming out would probably not be a weird sight, uh, I guess, except through the for the Chondra, which I don't I think you could actually infiltrate. They infiltrated the Chondra pretty OK if they thought you might have also been a Chondra. I don't know. Um, again, the brainlet, you know, uh, um, uh, take on this is to say, don't think about those things. And probably that's not how that worked. Um, but the Chad view of this is that there is a, a legit perpendicularity that comes up and it's probably different from the pools that we're used to. Um, yeah. it's cause we know that investiture can be stored in all sorts of different ways. Um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a pool, even though we're used to seeing either the only perpendicularities we've seen so far has been the pool, the well of ascension. Uh, the talk of the pools and the and cultivation's perpendicularity, and then the perpendicularities are formed by Dalinar um, or or the Bondsmiths, um, which are just beams of light essentially. Um, we also get the one on Cell. The oh, sorry, the yeah. the Elantrian yeah. pool. So I mean, we're used to seeing them in pools. Yeah. Um, and then it was also starting to form a pool in uh era two and and lost metal yeah they just poured the investiture out and and, yeah. and liquid investiture has been a thing it's like we saw that and we saw that not just here but presumably also in um uh secret history when they dump the orb you know they break the orb and he gets yeah. that, that all that which could also be connection but i'm guessing it's probably door of some sort um and uh so liquid investigators is definitely a thing the there they there's talk about like how investiture works that there's like a gaseous form which we think of as like the mist mm -hmm. um there's a solid form which we think of as the god metals and then the liquid form which is the pools that we're used used to yeah the only gaseous form we don't ever see is really the mist but shard, yeah the mist shard blades when they appear they form in the mist so that's the thing is is mist is a theme that we do see like you said like with shard blades and all that stuff actually i thought that was going to be a huge deal when i first read um way of king me too i was like whoa where'd like, that come from it's like, oh it's mist that's that's got to be a reference to mistborn right but i guess it's just like whenever i hear color i yeah, think that's a warbreaker reference is this a warbreaker reference <laughs> yeah so speaking of that's a great transition to the second thing I was nerding out about. Sazed talks about a religion 
And I know that it's now the hip thing to look at all of the religions that Caesar talked about now that Trillism was a, was a thing. But I do think that there might have been some hints here. One of the things that I, I, we had talked about off camera or off uh, off uh, mic has been the um, what did I say before that? The 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 hip things talked about religions. One of the religions we talked about off mic was damn. I don't know what it was. Can you explain it at all? Hold on. So I say make another time, but can you explain it at all what you're trying to say? <clears throat> I can't even remember what where I was going with that. Speaking of Warbreaker, uh one of the cool things we talk about now with is all of Caesar's religions and they and we mentioned one of the religions about yeah. So the hip thing is to is to talk about all of religion uh, of Caesar's religions that he talks about and seeing if like is this an autonomy reference? Is this a whatever? But one of the religions he brings up and I got to go into get some of the more de- the bigger details on this was a religion where they talk about fortune. Oh, one of the things we always talked about off camera. Oh, the good fortune, yeah. Was was talking about how connection and fortune are not really well explained yet. We haven't really seen it. We're seeing some things with connection, like Chris in Era Two says that when they, when ferrochemists make themselves lighter or heavier, they're literally they're changing their connection to the planet, and their connection makes their gravity gravity you know become more intense or whatever. Uh, and we see that with the bondsmiths, um, uh, Ishar or whatever in a, in Rhythm of War, he takes he starts changing the connections between uh, between uh, Dalinar and the Stormfather, and that gets severed by Nightblood, who now we can say actually does officially have like some level of connection, and Dalinar is able to see connections in sometimes between you know people, so. Connection, we're kind of seeing a thing with. Uh, it also allows you to speak like other people's languages. So they, that's how the Southern Scadrians were able to do stuff like that. But Fortune, we don't really know much about. The off, the like Word of Brandon type stuff when it comes to Fortune is um, that Hoyd uses Fortune to uh, basically, like, that's how he's always in the right place at the right time. Um, now, I thought Fortune meant luck. Uh, I didn't ever think of it. In the sense of being like able to predict stuff like fortune, like a fortune teller, you yeah. know, um, and that actually might be more more accurate to what fortune finger quotes is, is the ability to predict stuff. And one common theme throughout the Cosmere is that anyone who's able to see the future is bad. <laughs> No, it's can you name yeah, it's, no, yeah, yeah. it's the Stormlight Archive. It's a it's a huge thing. Right. Yeah. But it's also implied like Hoyd might be one of those, you know, yeah. he seems like that, too. But anyway, so these this religion that Stasa talks about is that there are these people who believe that everyone's born with a certain amount of fortune and they either use it up basically as their life goes on. So, like, if something really bad happens, that's actually a good thing because you're not you're saving your fortune. Yeah. Um, it's like a limited amount of bad luck. But the other thing was that they were all associated with different colors. And 
I think this might be one of those religions that get brought up in Hero of Ages to help him determine what color everything's supposed to be because he uses their whatever. Just like that one mapping group was like they use their yeah, their to put to, the land back in the correct place, right? Exactly. Use tre- trellism to learn about the stars, so that he knows how to move the planet to where it's supposed to be. Yeah, um, and it might be just that. It might be as simple as that. But I like to think, could this be an actual talk about fortune as it's described? Because we hear like now we know that they can make um, invested spikes. You know, they can pull yeah. investiture out of the souls of people who have no allomantic abilities. Um, and so our thing is, is that, is that unique to Scadrial? Probably not because it sounds like they can do it all other places, but also like Scadrial, are they more invested because they have parts of preservation in them? Um, could there be someone, or maybe the Southern Scadrians where they have fortune in them? And I mean, we actually know that there is a ferrochemical storage of fortune. So maybe people are actually born with a certain amount of fortune and they're able to utilize it or take it back. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I just think that, that 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 could be a little hinty hint at something because fortune is just not has not, as far as I know, in the Cosmere ever really been mentioned except for in the Ars Arcanum talking about storing fortune in metal or using it as a spike or something like that. Um, and here in this religion. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're just nodding along. Yeah. I, yes, I, yes. I'm, I'm nodding along at this point because Max got me on this one. <laughs> I, I, no, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nerding out and I'm, I, I'd be kind of cool if that ended up being a thing. But when we do, we're going to, I think we were talking about doing a, 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 a episode specifically on Sazed religions, just in case they ever come up again. Um, and seeing if that actually ends up being like a thing. Uh, there was one more like big cosmic implication thing that I said I was going to talk about. We haven't really gotten to the Lord Ruler stuff. So when we finish up with the, the final empire, we have, I have, we have a lot of Lord Ruler things to talk about. Um, what was it? There were three By things. Way, I think the storing for fortune is like chromium or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like you're able to store fortune, you're able to store connection. And you had already said like unkeyed metal mines are going to be the most OP thing in the Cosmere. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. There's no way they can't be, right? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, like I said, can you imagine like if, you know, like let's say like a Night Radiant got an unkeyed mine of whatever. I mean, <laughs> it'd be the- so cool. Oh, I guess. Oh, I guess breath, breath, and stormlight. Those are two errors. Errors. I, I I mentioned earlier that that mist was the only way we saw saw, but no, breath and stormlight, stormlight are yeah. also gaseous forms of investiture. We saw. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else like super cosmic implication-y there. Um, make a note of this spot real fast. Oh yeah, there was that one thing uh, with the uh, Well of Ascension. Yeah, Vin hears the Well of Ascension here, yeah. and she's trying to pierce co- uh, Kelsar's Copper Cloud. And it was it gets mentioned all through the epigraphs, and I feel like we're missing a lot with uh, the epigraphs. We're going to do a full epigraph thing at the at the last spoiler episode where we go through through reread the epigraphs and talk about like what all that means. But um, 
yeah, she I, I think this might be the first time or maybe the second. I think I've seen that she no, this, this is the first time she heard it. Yeah, we hear we see Alindi hears the well of uh, the pulsing yep. because he snapped and became a seeker. And so that's when she gets the gets the pulsing. And you like you said, that is the pure tone of Scadriel, uh, which is confirmed by Brandon. So it's funny because we talk about how they in the Barshindi in in the stormlight archive they hear the rhythms you know they hear this they hear that and you're like oh okay sure and then you find out oh actually yeah the planet has a rhythm of, of investiture that they're actually in tune with yeah and like i think we compared this you know i don't know if we actually talked about this 100 percent yet but like we talked about how marsh when it came to what seekers do to understand the different types of allomancy that's being performed and stuff like that it's all wavelengths. It's all like that same frequency. It's like, oh, you need to, you know, you know the wavelength, you know the frequency, you know what's happening. And I think it's just really cool where it's all coming back to this idea of like the frequency and tones of things. Right. And the funny thing is, one thing I had always wondered was like, where is Harmony's perpendicularity? And does he have one? Because um, what we know is like autonomy shut off travel to Taldane. Yeah, like stopped it, and apparently, and we also learned in the Lost Metal that uh, the shards are starting to like shore up their borders, and traveling through Shades Mar is not um, very safe or convenient or whatever. Um, and uh, I just found that interesting because we have the Well of Ascension here, and we have other places where we get perpendicularities that kind of show up on their own. Um, cultivation, I think, is the only one that has a perpendicularity open that and that as far as we know wasn't stopping it because the well of ascension is i can't remember if it's preservations it's preservations power right yeah. um and the only reason it was a, it was pooling the way it was was because preservation's mind was gone essentially and could not stop it from happening well yeah preservation was dying right and so I think the idea, right, was it was like calling out to someone to take up preservation's power. Was preservation dying at that point? I yes. thought were, I thought he was dying um, after Well of Ascension because when Ben releases the power, then all of a sudden uh, he was like, "I'm I'm screwed because Ruin's gonna come. Ruin's gonna kill me. I can only do so much, and the more I do, the more I lose myself." Well, I think I think in Secret History he mentions that he was he's always been dying. That's why he chose Vin to be his his successor. Okay, that might be accurate. It's funny because you mentioned these things, and you're, you're almost always right, and I just can't remember it um, completely accurately. But um, yeah, like the power, and he had said like if the if when Vin took up the power and then gave it up, he said that was the power, basically believing I had given it up. Um, yeah, and that's when Ruin's able to come and swoop in and like take over. Um, but uh, I just thought it was interesting that like, we get the we get this well of ascension. She this is her first time like sensing it, um, and this is a perpendicularity that is forming because no one's stopping it from forming. Essentially, yeah. He was he was able to create a perpendicularity finger quotes with the pits of Asin, which was sub were sub subsequently destroyed um, whenever the pits were destroyed by by Kelsier. Which again, I when we talk about tones, is it because allomancy like resonates and allows those crystals to resonate and they crack as a result? Yeah. Um, maybe tones are like a huge tones and color 
are like a huge thing. We talk about wavelengths and things like that. One of my theories about the about Dawn shards, actually, whatever, I'll go on to this tangent for like 30 seconds, is when we talk about the universe when it was first created, you get the four the four forces, right? Yeah. The strong force, the weak force, the electromagnetic, and gravity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if those are like analogs to the four Dawn shards because they were the ones that or the yeah. the words of creation, you know, essentially. Yep. And then we're also the the ways of destruction makes a lot of sense. Anyway, uh off of the, off on that tangent. Um so that's mostly that's most of our cosmere implications for like these these particular chapters. We're going to do a more comprehensive roundup once we finish up a final empire. Um were there any other cosmere type things we want to go over before we just go, "Hey, that was neat." No, I think that I think you hit the nail on the head here. It's like a lot of this point we've kind of uh, already talked about the themes that or the overall cosmic implications mostly earlier in the book when they're revealed uh, but at this point I think it's just cool to talk about things that are neat right we you know we obviously have have done uh there's no more hoid spotting for this book but we did the earring the earring check um i think it's so cool again reading through and i'm jumping a little bit ahead of myself here but we're like near the end of the book too Dude, I don't know how I didn't pick it up because Brandon always mentions the earring. You he, he he meant like it's like the idea like so again I've mentioned a ton of times here you know I run D and I'm a DM. The hardest thing that I ha- find to do a mystery is because you have to explain everything and a lot of times you don't want to explain too much. You find yourself only explaining the things that matter. So when you're trying to sneak a little detail in there to like foreshadow something in the future, it's hard to do because everyone's gonna say. Why do you mention the barrel in the corner of the room? Like, that's what everyone thinks in their head. Like, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't do that normally. Brandon, throughout this entire book, is always mentioning the earring. And I swear, I should have had my my instincts go off. But when I first read it, they never did. I'm going to I'm gonna go on the opposite end for that. Because when he mentioned the earring earlier, I was like, oh, that's neat. He's mentioning the earring. He actually mentions it less than I expected. And he's way more subtle with it than I remember. Because, like, it'll be just like... Vin touched her earring, and then that's it. We don't hear Reen's voice for like another chapter or two, but it's just a reminder that she is wearing it, and then we see a Reen. Another thing, and, and this is again another thing we were talking about earlier, was what the heck is Ruin doing? Like, all that Ruin says to Vin is, they're going to betray you. They're going to leave you. See, they left you. They're going to, you know, they're all she, he's just stoking it. And we were talking about how, you know, at this point, he, he, spiked Vin, got Vin spiked because he knew what preservation's plans were for her. And he also, you know, wanted the Lord Ruler toppled, as far as I know, if I if I recall correctly. He was a cool like Lord Ruler was preservation's boy. Um but wasn't he liked the Lord Ruler. I think we was talking to Kelsier in Secret History. He's like, he's interesting. He's probably the most interesting human out of you all, I think. But he knew he, he needed to kill him because he otherwise he was going to take up the power and keep giving it up because he knew the stakes. Yeah. So my that's my point. It's like he knew the Lord Ruler needed to fall. But he didn't do anything really to help Van along the way to help her with her, with her stuff. Um, I don't know why. It, it, it could be that he doesn't plan very well. But if he didn't, then why did he plan to get her spiked? Everything he does, he says, would have turned Van off if it had worked. Like, it would have made her stop doing what she was doing, not go to the Well so, of Ascension. I think the idea was, is I think he had he was all in on Kelsier. 
killing the Lord Ruler. Because if we remember, I think the short story of the Eleventh Medal, we see that Gim- Gimli, Gimmy, Gimmy, whatever his name is. No, it's not Gimble. 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 There's not. It's not Gimli. Gimble. Gibble is talking to himself the same way Zane talks to himself, which means right. runes in his ear, right? Right. He was telling him about the Eleventh Medal, and I think so. I think he was all in on Kelsier killing the Lord Ruler. I think he was with Vin. He's trying to separate them because Vin is Preservation's girl. Vin is Preservation's like heir, right? The but then when Kelsier died, the first he comes back to Vin and says, "See, he left you." Yes. I think it it comes down to the fact that he never expected Vin to be the one to kill the Lord Ruler. I think he was just literally trying to make Vin give up because Vin was Preservation's heir, and that's why he that's why Rune got her spiked in the very beginning was because I think Preservation says it in Secret History again was, yeah, I've been you know he's talking to Kelsier. He's like, yeah, I was like I chose Vin from the beginning, but Ruin knew that. And so Ruin had her spiked. So maybe you're right. Maybe he's just trying to get her to like get despondent and get separated and he met all that. Kind he of stuff. he wants her to die. Like if she died, like he again, I don't think he expected her to kill the Lord Ruler. I think it was very much just. But did she... he want her to die? Because mm-hmm. no, did. no, no, because he didn't tell Zane to kill her. Remember that was the one thing that Zane said was like he never God never told me to kill you, and it was because he wanted her to take up no. the the power. But that was and give it up. That was later. He wanted her to die, but once she killed the Lord Ruler, he changed his plan to get her to be the Hero of Ages to release her. I think I think you might be right because I remember at one point it was it was that Ruin infused her with this idea of holding on to that earring and making sure it was in at all times, and it was yep. after Final Empire. Yes, and that might be right. I think it all changed because, like he was saying, she like the Lord Ruler's dead, which means they now need a new hero. I think if, you know, if we're assuming Ruin had some sort of intelligence, you know, it was actually a pretty smart dude. At that point, why aren't you going, oh, oh my gosh, she killed the Lord Ruler. Let's turn her into the Hero of Ages now. Like, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It was just funny because, like, knowing that Reen, every time he talks, is Ruin, it was something. The uh, Oh, we haven't gotten to Justice for Reen yet. Okay, next next episode, yeah, that, next spoiler next episode spoiler is episode. Justice for Reen. Yeah. Uh, but other neat things. Hashtag Rain only did some things wrong. <laughs> Rain only did domestic abuse. Yeah. Um, the uh, so the uh, other thing that I thought was neat uh, is Tensoon gets name dropped. Oh yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, and it's funny because Tensoon becomes like a huge like a huge person later. But again, I for- completely forgot that they had a house Contra, and um, it's funny because. We learn, we hear Osir, Osir's name a whole bunch in the next book, but this is basically the last we see of him. Um, was after he uses Kelsey. Oh, we're not to that point yet. Wow. Well, I can't spoil these people. You spoiled the spoiler episode. <laughs> um, you spoiled them on our next spoiler. Episode. I spoiled the spoiler episode part two. Um, so the uh, I, I just thought it was funny that that I didn't remember that Hinsoon yeah. got mentioned mentioned this early on. Um, I had completely forgot the whole Cliss thing. Um, <laughs> Cliss, but I thought it was kind of weird that it ended so abruptly. Uh, oh, this was the thing I really wanted to talk about. Kelsier, I mentioned in like one of our first spoiler episodes that when he found out about Mare, you know, not betraying him, that it seemed like he just kind of didn't respond to that. Confirmed, he basically didn't. Like yeah, he really didn't respond at all. Like he was like he was like like Vin goes, "Hey, I think she may have not betrayed you." 
and he had a more profound response to the fact that Van was able to pop his copper cloud than he ever did about Mare be, po- almost certainly not betraying him. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And I like. And here's the thing that's weird. It was super strange to me about that. Was one again? We've seen a lot of Kels here so far, and again, he has not mentioned this. I don't think ever again, like in any of the other stories about Mare betraying him and not having betrayed him or anything. But it's not like he didn't grasp the situation. He even says she died. She killed herself basically to save me. She died knowing that I doubted her. And she, as long as she lived, said she didn't betray me. She didn't betray me. Could you imagine? Like, and he clearly loves her, like really, really, really cares about her. But could you imagine like having this huge tragic backstory Feeling like you're, you know, the person you love the most really did betray you, not really, you know, feeling certain about it, then getting almost definitive proof, like pretty, pretty darn close that she probably didn't betray you. And then being like, thanks for telling me about that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the sum total of his, like, essentially his response to that, like, news. So. I'm glad to know that I at least remembered something being a little weird and off about that. I don't know. That seems like weird for Brandon to do because usually he he wraps those arcs up pretty darn well. Yeah. Yeah, you kept pointing that out to me and I was like, or you kept pointing that out to me and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like he didn't over, he didn't react, but I didn't realize how jarring it was until you put it in that light. Like it was like, oh, he legit was just like, yeah. Like it was almost like it was like a non, a non thing. Like, we didn't even need to know that Mayor betrayed him. We didn't need to know, like, like it didn't end up mattering in the end. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It, 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 I got to say, that was one little thing that was unsatisfying. Clearly didn't spoil the soup because I almost completely forgot about it, you know, as we were going through this. But still, that was um, that was something. Yeah. Um, Talking a little bit about the epigraphs, like, I didn't realize, again, how much Brandon just spoils, like, the entire story in these epigraphs all the way into like, you know, he obviously, he was like, I shouldn't say spoil cause he hid it. He hid the ending of the entire book with Sazed in the like very op- first page. Mm-hmm. But another thing I keep reading here is like how like Rashik, you know, in these epigraphs, Rashik's talking out basically is like, Hey guys, y'all are all getting duped by the way. Like the hero of ages is, is someone of full terrorist blood. Right, and everyone's like, "Nah, that's just Rashik being, being, being an extremist." No, that's correct. Well, the, you know, the, the terrorist prophecies got changed. Even there's a one point where, where Rashik's like, "Listen, like you do all realize that good men can be deceived here, right? You know, everything's changed, and we learn later in the future books, right, that how Quan we get to I think our next set of epigraphs, right? Is it is it in um." Well of Ascension or Hero of Ages, one of our sets of epigraphs is literally Quan Quan's journal of him coming to realize that Ruin is changing everything. I think that is the second book. And you know what's funny is like it's hard to tell, like I'm gonna assume that this is an untouched journal. Like it's totally accurate. Because for all we know, this is also manipulated by Ruin, but I don't yeah, I didn't think about that because it's not metal. It's not metal. So I don't I don't think it is, because that'd be kind of a you know, a move that Brandon probably wouldn't do right now. Um, and also, why would you ruin it? it? The story makes perfect sense and is actually a great tragic story on its own. It, it tells of Alendi being a, bo- a blacksmith's son 
you know, being raised up and all this other stuff, how he had to kill people and all that And there's no real good reason to have changed that. Also, I'm sure Rashik probably would have known um, that he was doing that. Uh, so probably would have stopped it. Also, he kept the book hidden away in, inside Critic Shaw. Shaw. So maybe it couldn't get So he probably wouldn't with. be able to see it. Oh, that'd be, that, that would make the most sense to me of anything. Because I feel like, I feel like if that's the case, right, and that book... Oh, no, but it doesn't make sense. Why was it not changed the minute Says it Says it's hard looking at it. That's true. Uh, and it, but it could be because Ruin at the time wasn't very strong. No, no, no. Nope, because no, the, second, the second, second book, book he yeah. starts doing he, He's doing it. Yep. Uh, well, he's, I, he's, he's probably spread pretty thin because by the third book, he gets the power and then now he's all over the place and there's no, no getting away from him. I don't know. So I'm, we're going to assume that this is all, you know, 100% accurate. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really messed up to think, like, Rashik was sitting here thinking, guys, seriously, if we take him up there, he's going to do the exact opposite thing he's supposed to do. Like, don't you remember any of this stuff? And they're like, come on, we checked the copper mines, we checked all of our records, and they all say the same thing. What are you talking about? I forgot. I, I don't remember how Quan figured it out. Um he, uh, I it's because I think okay. So again, this could be butchered. We, he tells us how, and I think in the second epigraphs he tells us how he figured it out. But the thing that I think he did was he had the prophecies in front of him. And they were changing at different. They were changing consistently in his metal minds, and so he was remembering things differently. But I, th- I want to say he somehow sketched something into metal, into metal. Just like I think he was like, "This is weird. This doesn't make sense." He sketched it into metal. And then he remembered it in his minds, and when he went back to check his minds, his minds were different than what he sketched in the metal. And that's when he was like, oh, crap. I think you, you may be right, but it, that was the thing, is that um, um, this tells, like, a really, like, tragic story of, like, he remembered everyone was trying to do yep. the right thing. Even Rashik, like, um, like, they say, like, he's hateful and things like that, but I think he honestly, that was Alindi being, like, yeah, this guy really doesn't want me to succeed, and he really, you know, and he does. He did. He did have some racism. I was say, yes and no, because I think I think the whole idea of him thinking the terrorist people should be dominant—that's all Rashik. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so he was a bit of he was a bit of like an extremist in that sense of like, yeah, hey, we're ferrochemists, like we're awesome. That the, there is no misborn at this point. So yeah, they would be like the super powerful group of people. So I mean, yeah, honestly, it's a surprise that they didn't take over immediately, you know, and and tear and just like tear through the every everywhere. But um, I think it'd be a really cool prequel book. I bet I could. I bet I could, that that'd be a really interesting prequel. Stop. You know, I don't like prequel books. I'm just saying it would be really interesting to see like pre, you know, Alindi era time, like from a different perspective. Uh, I'm just saying, it'd be kind of cool. Um, and. I mean, that's kind of all I wanted to talk about. We hit all the interesting points I thought that were really cool outside of us just pointing other small things out. Like, he points out all the time about the, you know, about <clears throat> how often he, uh, Vin is spiked. It's so, it's so cool to look at. Um, I think something that was interesting was Kelsey was already dropping hints that he was going to die, right? Because he was talking about things like, he's talking about things like Breeze was complaining, like, why am I you know, why are we going and seeing people? And it was like, well, we're doing that because, you know, Kelsey's he's like, humor, humor me, but in reality, he's setting them up to be rulers. Right. And it's funny because, like, it's, again, something I probably wouldn't have thought about, 
about you know if you had just said hey oh we're gonna go ahead and just um uh take over this place i would have just accepted it i wouldn't have thought of like oh the you're gonna take you know orders from someone you've never seen before but kelsey your thought about that um the other thing is uh this is kind of like i think a lot of what we learned about when it comes to steel inquisitors um I remember thinking that Steel Inquisitors couldn't be killed by being beheaded, but it was actually the Lord Ruler that couldn't be yeah, killed by being beheaded because he, he was compounding. And it was separating the it was separating the spikes that like they all kept were keeping him alive with one spike that was a linchpin, um, and by separating the spikes from his head, you know that that was good enough. Uh, so I don't know. That was a thing. I think we're we're mostly pretty well done. Yeah, um, what is it? I think the reason for it being the linchpin, and like this, I might be wrong on this, but again, I think the reason for it was just because of the spikes in his head, right? Those would kill him instantly if he wasn't healing consistently. And I think that's why if you removed uh, that one in the middle, whether it was healing or not, whatever it was going to be, whatever that middle one was, removing the head from the body separated the the the, the brain from the ability to heal, right? And so that's why he was like, oh, well, then you're insta-dead because there's two spikes through your brain. That makes sense. The other thing I thought was funny was like knowing it in hindsight, knowing what a chondra is, is like he took he takes the axe in the back, and we would have both been like, "Yeah, he's not dead. Definitely no, not, not dead. even close. There's no way." Because like they even say that it's like the chondra, the chondra like can't even really die. They like all you can do is like break their bones so they can't really move, and then don't they have to be dissolved in acid? Yeah. And uh, but if you take their if you spikes. take their spikes, then then they're screwed. You can either take their spikes or you could dissolve them in acid. Otherwise, if you break their bones, they just can't really move very well. Right. So there's like there's no gunshot. There's no there's no. Um, I don't think even like fire or maybe fire would do it. Fire too. might work if they got completely engulfed. But like there's no like wound that you could really inflict on yeah. them that would be like mortal to them. So I th- I thought that was funny. Like it was one of those things that yeah. it takes all the suspension away if you know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I didn't remember even Renew being like wink kill, killed, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, Renew taking the axe in the back, and then like Kelsey having to be like, "Dude, take the dive, down, get down, down, <laughs> down." It's like what? It's like a 49ers player. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, um, I, I, that was a kind of a funny like wink and nod that. Yeah. Uh, I think we pretty effectively you know said in our previous on, on our episode non-spoiler episodes to be like hey that was a funny interaction remember that interaction yeah um and hopefully we'll be able to reference that again uh was there anything else you thought we wanted to go over no, any think, neat thing i think this is good and you know i think next week we're going to have a little bit more of an you know, it might have a nicer spoiler episode because we get compounded. We get so much to talk about. So many uh, interesting things with the epic final conclusion of the final empire. Hey guys, it's Matt. Thanks for listening to the Autos podcast. You'll start seeing regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14, 2022. If you'd like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a small project, so please support us with likes and comments because that's what the algorithms crave. If you're listening to the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you really want to give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon so we can give Vaughn a better mic.